Hello and welcome to the Bridge City Church podcast. If you would like to get connected, you can find us on Facebook at Bridge City Church or come along to our Sunday service at 10am. We'd love to have a coffee and a chat. We hope you enjoy this week's message. See you at church. Good morning, everybody. It's great to see you smiling faces on this, as uh, Chelsea said, this winter's morning. Uh, and a great chance to welcome, I think, Bridge City North are joining us this morning, uh, streaming in. So welcome, Bridge City North, as well. I just want to take this chance to honour the heritage of the people that came and have faithfully served in this church for so many years, uh, the people of Vision who placed and built this place um, so many years ago that um, we might be able to be a part of, of God's story in Murray Bridge. And it's exciting. we're in the middle of an exciting time in Murray Bridge. We believe that God's calling his people back, calling back people to be a part of something bigger. We're really excited by that prospect. So we honour those people. My name is Paul. Um, part of the team here and here at Bridge City Church, we are in the business of building bridges. Bridges into our community that surround us and building people, building people and allowing them to understand the good news of Jesus Christ. The fact that we come no matter what state we are in and be received and welcomed in this place. So that's great news. That's a great job description of what we're here to do here in this place, to, to share that great news to the people that surround us. Um, Pastor Rob has sent a message there, but she also sends a love and is looking forward to being home. There is no place like home. No place like home. Um, let me just pray before I start to rabble on too much, I think. Father God, I come so thankful for that, uh, that you will guide my mouth and guide my words and you will speak to all of us this morning. Lord, I pray... Um, that uh, this place is holy ground, Father. You would just uh, honour that as we spend time together. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. There are many things about live streaming of services that I don't really like. One of those is actually watching myself back on the screen. It's one of those really um, unsettling and disappointing things about uh, doing that. But uh, we do it because it's a great opportunity to, uh, to share it through a wider audience. But for me, the great benefit is that we can have the chance to catch up and hear, read and hear some incredible messages throughout throughout the nations, throughout the world. I tuned in last week and watched Andrew's message about Moses, about those burning bush moments, and spent some time reflecting on that. And as I went back and reread the passage, I was really impacted by by that that entire story. The, 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 the line that struck my thought at that point, and we'll read a little bit later on. It's the question that was asked by God of Moses was. What do you have in your hand? That's the one that really caps my imagination as I look that through. Um, so this morning I really want to take a chance to build on Andrew's great work. He, he established that burning bush moment for us, didn't he? Those moments when only God meets us at that point. And um, talk about the thing that God, how God places things in their hands as well as us using the things he's already given us. There's, there's two things there. So let's just set the scene. I'll quickly read that burning bush scene so that we can understand where we're coming from. Moses saw a bush that was burning without being destroyed. So he decided to go closer to the bush and see how a bush could continue burning without being burned up. The Lord saw Moses was coming to look at the bush. So he called to him from the bush. He said, Look, Moses, Moses. He said, Yes, Lord. Then God said, Don't come any closer. Take off your sandals. You are standing on holy ground. 
I'm the God of your ancestors, I'm the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac and the God of Jacob. Moses covered his face because he was afraid to look at God. And as we know, God went on to call Moses to be the man to lead the Israelites out of Egypt, out of bondage. It's interesting when he came with that challenge to lead Israel out of captivity, he came up with excuses. There's a list of excuses we can read as we go through that. And Andrew's talked about that. I'm nobody really, really covered that. And we'll talk about that as well as this morning. Um, I guess we can understand that um, there was probably some reasonable reasons why he was a bit concerned about that. He was 80 years of age. He was on the run for murder. He was in the back blocks of, of some country looking after his father-in-law's sheep. So he'd, he'd fallen a fair way from those moments when he was the prince of Egypt. He'd fallen a long way. So the prospect of being able to do what God's asking him to do was obviously pretty daunting for him at that point. But God, but God had all the answers and he has all the answers for us. Let's just run through a few of those questions that he asked. The first one is, I am nobody. But Moses said to God, I'm not a great man. How can I be the one to go to Pharaoh and lead the Israelites out of Egypt? And God said, you can do it because I will be with you. And that was Andrew's point last week. This will be the proof that I'm sending you. After you lead the people out of Egypt, you will come and worship me on this mountain. Then God goes on to pretty well outline a pretty, pretty comprehensive plan of how that's going to play out. A full-blown description. And again, it was covered so well last week. Those moments of meeting with God and questioning who I am. Friends, our identity is always built on something. We build our identity on something. We can choose to build that on public opinion. We can choose to build it on comparison. We can look at our neighbour and decide whether we match up or whether we don't. And society's ideas of, of, of who we are also impact that we're immersed in a society that tries to determine for us who our identity is. And we can be enslaved to that. And I believe Moses was in the midst of that identity crisis. He was at that point where he's trying to understand who he was. We understood he was raised in the palace, but when it was boiled down, he was still a slave. He still had that slave mentality. God's people had spent 400 years in bondage. It was part of just it was ingrained into their into the way that they thought that everything they did. And we understand that that slave mentality, when they went out into the wilderness, it took 40 years to get that out to, to, to actually work that slave mentality out of the people. It actually took generational change to get to get to deal with that um, that sense of bondage of, of slave mentality. Friends, our identity is found only in the presence of God. Only in the presence of God. That's the only, the only barometer, the only thing that we need to match up our lives to, to pursue on. In presence of God alone. He's read the book of your life. He's read the book of my life, which is a frightening thing. But he know, and he knows it all. He knows it all. He knows our frailty. He delights in our frailty. He delights in the fact that we are but dust. Yet... He sent his son to make a way for you and me to deal with the mess we couldn't clean up. Think of the dog in Barb's communion message, that message. The things we were powerless to change in our life, he came regardless of that. Number two, I have no skills. Moses said to the Lord, but Lord, I'm telling you, I'm not a good speaker. 
I've never been able to speak well and that hasn't changed since you started talking to me. I'm st still not a good speaker. Do you think he's saying he's not a good speaker? I think so. Do you know that I speak slowly and I don't use the best words? Then the Lord said to him, Who made a person's mouth? And who can make someone deaf not able to speak? Who can make a person blind? Who can make a person able to see? I am the one. I am the Lord. So go. I will be with you when you speak. I will give you the words to say. It's never about our skill set. Even more so, it's not about our lack of skill set. Many times we lean on that. We say we haven't got the skills. Of people, people of faith, we understand that God equips us for the immediate task at hand. From the moment we find us at the, the present point we're in, he will equip us for the things that we need to do. Um, we're a proudly Pentecostal church. We understand last week was Pentecost Sunday. We, we celebrate the fact where the pillar of fire that led Moses through the wilderness came down and touched each and one of those disciples. Not just touched, not just uh, surrounded, but inhabited their life, inhabited their, their very being. They were equipped. Scripture says, Then at once the pillar of fire appeared before their eyes. It separated into tongues of fire that engulfed each one of them. They were all filled and equipped with the Holy Spirit. Filled and equipped. Not just resting on them, but inhabiting, making his residence within them. In Romans 8 verse 11 says, But if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit who dwells in you. Life to our bodies. In the King James Version, it says to quicken our mortal bodies. There's so much more as we spend time in the spirit. Point three. Nobody will believe me. Tali, can you pass me my stick, please? Wrong way around. We had a debate about which way we should hold it, but I've decided this way. And you know I love a prop. Let's read the scripture. Then Moses said to God, But the Israelites will not believe me, when I tell them you sent me, they will say the Lord did not appear to you. But the Lord said to Moses, what do you have in your hand? Moses answered, it is my walking stick. Then God said, throw your walking stick on the ground. So Moses threw his walking stick on the ground. It became a snake. Moses ran from it, but the Lord said to him, reach out and grab the snake by its tail. When Moses reached out and caught the snake's tail, the snake became a walking stick again. Wow. I won't throw the stick down. I'll pass. <laughs> what do I hear out of that? The first thing that came to my mind is, is encourage us to not to run from the supernatural moments in Christ. In the spirit, there are moments when we can know it's only only God working in those points. I would encourage you to pursue those things, to pursue those moments of the miraculous, to pray continually for those. Sometimes we don't see what we want to see, but I would encourage you this morning to continue to pray for the miraculous to appear in this place, in your life, in other people's lives. Speak that which is not as it is, as it was. To speak the miraculous into the atmosphere. 
It tells me about throwing down, letting go of what supports you. The picture of the, the, the walking stick was a picture of what we have in our hand, which we use to, to keep um, in our own strength, in our own abilities. He wants us sometimes to release the things we have in our hand to be able to show us that we, he can be trusted and also to allow us to pick up something better. So many times he wants us to release things from our hand because there's something else much better for us to pick up. Hold the world's things lightly. Why? Because God, plus our meagre remnant, the things we have in hand, brings great things, allows great things to occur. And God has always been interested in the remnant, always interested in the remnant, the faithful, fearful remnant. He doesn't waste a thing. He doesn't waste any moment in our lives. There are people amongst us who feel like the things they hold in their hands are unimportant, are insignificant. There are those of us who are holding things in their hand which we think are broken, things that we think are beyond redemption, that are beyond repair. We hold those in their hands. But God says, hold those things. He takes the faithful, fearful, brokenness, and the remnant of our life with his spirit transforms things, transforms situations. Moses took that walking stick and under God's instructions did just many miraculous things. Many Bible scholars amongst us, who can tell us what are some of the things that Moses did with his staff? Part of the waters, part of the waters that's right, yeah. He could. Water from the rock, he, that's right, he reached out and struck the rock, that's right. As they travelled in the winter, so he, he parted the waters. He brought the plagues upon the Egyptians. He used it to confront the magicians in Pharaoh's court. He threw that down and they consumed the snakes. Moses' walking stick was nothing special in itself. It was just like my stick, my walking stick. It was what Moses had though. God didn't ask him what he didn't have. He asked him what he did have at that point. And Andrew spoke so well about that point last week that we all are so well aware of our lack, aren't we? We all understand what we don't have in our kit there. We all understand the tools that we don't have and we can all make our own list and we probably all have got our own list in our, in our mind about the things that we, the shortcomings and the disappointments and the things that have gone wrong in our lives. But God never directs our attention to what we don't have but he always directs us to what we do have, what we do have. And most important for us today is our availability and not our ability. Same with that stick. In the New King James Version, the Bible, when it refers to the stick, it says, stretch out your hand. The point they're seeing that is God speaks to the person, not the object. He speak, always speaks to the person in that situation. When God asked what was in his hand, he spoke to him. He focused on that. Again, it's a test of trust. It's a test of trust to stretch out our hand. It's, we've got to do something. There's something where there's a point where we've got to do something. Stretch out our hand. We can know it ahead, but to truly trust, we need to stretch out our hand. What's an example of that? Hmm. Look at dear Robin in the front row. He, he's an awesome man. He would have just been sussing out to a prospective wife in Tanya many years ago 
And he knew that she was prospectively good wife material, excellent wife material. But until he stretched out his hand and began to pursue her, there was, what's that? <laughs> he, he won, that's right. Pursue her, that's a sign of trust. He was prepared to stretch out his hand and pursue. And that's the moment when things happen. That's, and, and we have this incredible... Um, blessed marriage that came out of that. So I was with Jesus. We can know he is God. We can know he's our saviour. But only when we pursue him, when we stretch out our hand, we can begin to trust. We can experience the trust in our lives. Number four. God, you've got it wrong. But Moses said, my Lord, I beg you, send someone else, not me. Then the Lord became angry with Moses and said, All right, I'll give you someone to help you. Aaron the Levite is your brother, isn't he? He is a good speaker. In fact, Aaron is already coming to meet you. He will be happy to see you. Here we go. Here I am, Lord, send him. Or him. Or him. Anybody but me. And that's been my journey many times where I've, I've, just, I've stepped away from the things that God's called me to do. But he says, No. In many ways, it's the height of arrogance to say to God that you got it wrong. The author of the universe. <laughs> let's embrace the things that God placed in our heart. Let's, let's be prepared to be bold and stretch out our hand and grab hold of those things. I like the fact that there's an incredible story of power in team in that. He was not going to be sent on his own. He said he's going to send his brother Aaron. The picture of he's going to be a part of that. We, we are set in a family, we're set in a family of God here that allows us to be supported and, and grow in this place. It's a great picture. Let's try and round this thing up into a bit of a line. So this morning God is interested in the remnant, the broken, the person that is beyond redemption. That's his, that's his focus. And Moses fitted that description in his own mind. He felt like he was at that point of being beyond redemption. But to this day, God continues to place his presence and his spirit in broken vessels, in human tents. 2 Corinthians 4 and 7 says, We now have this light shining in our hearts, but we ourselves are like fragile clay jars containing this great treasure. This makes it clear that our great power is from God and not from ourselves. Friends, it's, not a, it's about surrender. It's only as we surrender ourselves to, to, to God, as we stretch out a hand, that, will be, that, that manifest power will be met through, come through us. God wants to give us something new. He wants to give us something greater, to transform things. But I need to be willing to let go sometimes. God, God outlaid pretty clearly what he was going to do, but Moses still had to stretch out his hand to deliver Israel. God reveals his will to us through his word, but we still need to speak that out. We need to stretch out a hand and speak those words into those situations. And I think one of the greatest challenges we have as believers is that we underestimate what we hold in our hand in the presence of God. Hmm. 
Yeah. When we release what we have at our hands and place it in God's hand, it becomes more than we can ever begin to ask or imagine. So let's look at what Moses said and what God said back to him. Moses said, I am nobody. And God said to him, I am with you. Moses said, I have no skills. God said, I will fill your mouth with the words. God said, nobody will believe me. God said, God will use what you have to reveal his power. Moses said, God, you have got it wrong. God said, I have called you and I have set you in a family that will support you as we do this task. So this question this morning that I want to ask you again is what do you have in your hand? What has God placed in your hand this morning? Your identity, your worth is not determined by your circumstances or what others believe about you. It is determined by God and God alone. As we trust, we will fill our, he will fill our lives with things beyond our skill set. He will place things in your hand that you thought beyond your reach, beyond your capacity to hold. He will take things we hold in our hand, the insignificant, the broken, the things that we see as beyond redemption. And through his spirit, he will transform our lives as well as the world that we inhabit. Number four, he will place our hands in the hands of others. A family that will support and do the journey with you, with us, together. How do we access all that God has for us? We stretch out our hand and place it in the hand of Jesus. We take that risk of trusting him and him alone. As we survey the mess that is our lives, the picture of the dog again, beyond repair in our own strength, we throw ourselves onto the mercy and grace of God exhibited to us through Christ Jesus. That's, he's our only hope. Jesus is our only hope. So this morning, I want to do that again. I want to take that chance to do that. I want to pray for you. Guys. Can we just stretch out our hands, just hold our hands and ready to receive this morning? Thank you, Jesus. Father, we just come. Lord, I just thank you for the scripture that tells us that we can come boldly to your throne of grace to receive mercy and grace at those moments when we need it the most. And Lord, we need it so many times, so much time. Father, we just in faith this morning stretch out our hands and just pray that you will fill the hands of each person here. Grant them the things they need and just allow them to understand that you are the God of more than enough and you have a destiny and a purpose for each person here this morning. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thanks for listening to this week's message. If you enjoyed today's podcast, make sure you subscribe to stay up to date with all our latest sermons. If you'd like to get connected, you can find us on Facebook at Bridge City Church. Or come along to our Sunday service at 10am.